Technorama episode 687. Then it hit me. Ow! <laughs> Hello and welcome to Technorama. This is the show that takes a lighthearted look at tech, science, sci-fi, and all things geek. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome aboard. If you are returning, welcome back. That was easy enough. Wow. Yeah. I'm batting a thousand or a hundred or whatever you bat so far <laughs> okay. for the show. My name is Chuck Tomasi, in case you're wondering. And no, I, am, I was I was trying to figure out who I was talking to. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. And right there is Craig Stepp. Where are you from? South Carolina. Okay. All day long. All day long. You want to fight about it? We can probably take down the banner that says pre-show. We've actually oh, started yeah. now. Here, I'll turn it off. If I you're if you're just here. listening, you missed our pre-show banter about growing beards. Yeah. You know, what's funny is, uh, speaking of, yeah, I was, well, I was talking about, you know, I mentioned earlier about how far back I was looking at my pictures and, uh, how many iterations of my beard I've actually had. Oh boy. Which was funny because is that, is that like, what do you call that beard stalgic or something? (laughs) Beard stalgic. No. uh, Well, I was talking about how I've had, I thought in my mind, I'm thinking I had about three or four beards and then I'm like, Wait, looking back in my pictures, no, no, no. I've had, a, I've had it several times. Um, it's come and gone, and you know, it's, I'm gonna let it come back. So if you see stubble tonight, that's that's what it is. It's coming back. It's called a five o'clock shadow or a long weekend. Hey, now you'll get, you'll think this is funny. Um, speaking of looking back, I was uh, poking around on Reddit, and I was in the podcasting um, subreddit. Yep, and <laughs> they were like. Uh, what was the question? How many podcasts? Oh, 90% of podcasts have only posted like six or seven shows. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. It was something like that. I ought to go pull it up for you. So later, we're but... making up for, we're... <laughs> yeah, I was like, and there were people going, Hey, I'm posting episode number 24 tonight. I'm posting episode 20. I'm going for number 14. I was like, I'm going for 687. <laughs> and we're not even like among those really high people. You get to Brian Ibbett and he's like 1800 or something ridiculous. <laughs> well, he's done multiple a week, you know, for yeah, <clears throat> lots of time. And, you know, for a while there, we did multiple show, two shows. Well, at first we did two shows a week. Then we did a voicemail show yep. and a podcast. Yep. And so <clears throat> we're more in the, in the run thousand era, but, uh, our episode numbers don't really reflect that. That's why. So, but yeah, and we've been doing the, the Patreon show, which. So we're like that. We're like that yeah. couple at the wedding. They say, how many people have been married, you know, one year or 10 years. <laughs> Are we that couple that's been like 75 years? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come dance with me, Craig. <laughs> no, you're, we're that couple that's been together for 75 years, but only been married for like 17. <laughs> <laughs> This show's going in a totally different direction than where we planned. Yeah, did John Miller Jr. I think we skipped uh, episode six sixty six. Did we not? I can't remember. I I, remember I don't remember. Uh, I mean, it was I, only I about a, skipping it just for just less, for the. It was sometime 66. in twenty twenty two. Yeah. All right. Should I'll we do wait. the feedback thing? Yeah. Sure. Okay. We enjoy your comments, so we play them now. Letters, letters. Oh, we get letters. Letters every day. A B C D. Mailman, mailman, mailman. 
an F. Letters. I love those letters. You got an F in school, maybe. We had a question of the week for you. We're going to start there. Our question of the week for you last week. Sorry, that was a little loud while I was talking. I got to learn to, you know, bring the uh, music down when there's voices happening. Our question last week was, what villain was terrifying when they were right? And we got a number of responses. Oh, my goodness. Why am I not seeing all of them? Oh, Um, well, okay. I was, sorry, I was scrolling through a chat. (laughs) Wrong window. uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wrong window. Okay. Well, we got a couple of uh, responses. So we John did. Miller Jr. says Killmonger from Black Panther, mm-hmm. which I really like Killmonger. Yeah, he was he was one of those character uh, those bad the uh, the villains rather that thought he was he was doing the right thing for himself uh, for everybody. Um yeah, that was a good one. Uh, not just Thanos. I'm glad everybody didn't throw out Thanos. And he said the Joker from The Dark Knight. Nobody, nobody threw out Thanos. We only had two responses, but you see, Thanos. I mean, I am. Yeah, that's an easy one because he he thought he was doing the right thing for the universe, you know. So yeah, um, Stephen Weshy says Squidward from SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> dude just wants to live his life, but his neighbor is a tool and won't let him be. Yeah, that's, that's, that's is true. Squidward really a villain though? I don't know if I'd put him in that category of villain. Yeah, he's a little bit. Fairly. <laughs> uh, Steve Lennon says the replicants in Blade Runner. Ooh, ooh, there's an interesting perspective. That was a really good. That was a really good uh, observation there, Steve. Uh, because yeah, they they really thought well, they were trying to preserve themselves. They they thought that they were people too. Yeah, well, that was a survival. Were they the villains, mm-hmm. though? I, I thought, you know, the villains were really more the the well, Blade Runners themselves. Out. It's like, hey, you're you're going and wiping out yeah. these robots. I don't know if I'd say villains, but they were kind of being chased down. Well, they were murderers, weren't they? So The replicants was, were murderers? Was that, am I not right? Only, only under it, duress, though. I mean, as a matter of survival. Yeah. It's, it's either but, kill yeah. or be killed in that situation. So Actually, that's a good response. That's a really good response. Yeah, that, you can make a whole episode around that one. Uh, he Wait, also says Gollum, yeah. he he was in the right. Bilbo Baggins was a thief. Like, well, well. Uh, Wait a minute, because Gollum actually stole it stole it from his brother. It, was it his brother? No, he was, he found together. it. Huh? No. They were both fishing it? together. His cousin got it and he, they, they oh, killed that's his right. cousin. He killed his cousin, his cousin or his brother. He killed his cousin or brother for it. And they took it. And that's when he became, started becoming Gollum. So, and this is in the Hobbit, mm. you know? Um, so yeah. Who was in the right? Sauron. I'll, <laughs> Sauron. I'll let Steve re- respond, respond to that. The, the world needs a purge. <laughs> Sauron and Thanos should get together sometime and have coffee. Right. Here you go. Thanos could have doubled the resources in the universe. He was not right. <laughs> yeah, but that wouldn't have made for a very good movie. And and how do you actually, you know, if it's an overpopulated planet, how do you double the resources? You go, more corn. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the, you know, the corn has to grow somewhere. Hey, I could just see a little planetoid, all of a sudden corn. 
Yeah. <laughs> Looks like a popcorn ball. <laughs> yeah. Poof. Yeah. <laughs> if Craig were Thanos, things would have been different, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Mike Robeson asks, how old are you in podcast years? Boy, I think <sighs> I think for every podcasting year, it feels like eight years. Hundreds. Like seven for a dog. Year. Hundreds. All right, I do have a follow-up on that mystery email we got last week about the part motor thing that was being repaired. Right. Uh, you, had, you had suggested, hey, ask for pictures. So yeah. I did. Oh, no. I don't think I saw that. Did you? Did I, was I on that? No. You. Why okay. would you be on my support message? I'm getting support for this thing. Okay. So I want right. to, I said, can I, how about some pictures? So Bonnie writes back and says, thanks, Chuck. We've had the louvers thoroughly clean, and it's possible that we are seeing more sunlight as a result of clean louvers. Okay. I, I still not able to picture what the heck is going You're on. You're seeing more sunlight? <laughs> we want to keep our communication open with you, though in the event that this mirage may instead still be that the louvers are not properly sealing themselves. Right now, Hank is waterproofing the motor. I'm not sure if that's a thing you're supposed to do or be waterproofing the motor. Okay. This is where, okay, this is where the clue came in as to what the heck we're talking about. All right. She goes on to say, the Equinox louvered roof has been at the forefront of our concern this summer as we don't want to have uh, this new motor go badly as we did the first one. So immediately, what does nerd here do? Looks up Equinox louvered roof. And it's kind of like a pergola. You know what a, you know, like a pergola is, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a patio that basically has boards across it instead of like a roof. Well, this is like a louvered version of that. So the motor opens and closes those like, aha, now I know what we're talking about. I don't know how they're repairing this whole thing without, you know, sending it in, sending it back the motor, the arm, the louvers actually not interested, but curious as to how I got in here. I've never seen a motorized uh, pergola uh, roof like that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, she says, we're thinking about how to best protect the entire system during Northwest winters. Soon we will find a box to ship the old motor that cannot be retracted. Bottom line, we will be back in touch if rain finds its way through the louvers. As you may know, the summer has been the driest in Seattle history. Right now, the Equinox system (laughs) remains unchallenged by rainfall. More will be learned as fall settles in. In that case, the pictures will come your way. So I finally broke down and I said, Bonnie, I have to admit, I'm a bit confused by your email. I I oh. don't own an Equinox and don't live in the Northwest. You may want to check your records to ensure that the email, ad- email address you have for this particular repair is correct. I wouldn't want to be the customer who sent in and sent it in and, and didn't get the appropriate communications. Right. So what, did they reply? Not yet. I just sent that one a couple hours ago. Oh, I see. <laughs> I Actually, like, you know what? I'm looking at this. I always thought a pergola was pretty cool, but I've never seen louvered roof like this. This is that's a great design, isn't it? It is. I'm looking. I'm watching this animated. Now, now Craig wants one, but hey, watch out! Those louver motors could go bad on you. You might want to waterproof them. <laughs> no, I need a little like chain. You know, close them out. But it actually looks pretty cool. I, I'm intrigued. Okay. All right. So a little more insight. I still have no idea how they got a hold of me. This is like the Chuck at ChuckTomasi.com email address they were sending it to. Like, what? (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. Maybe somebody exit. I I don't know. It's not like, you know, there's a Chuck 
Tommaso at gmail.com out there that they mistyped. So tune in next week to see what the response was. <laughs> Maybe we'll get some pictures. <laughs> Which, yeah, pretty soon something's going to show up on my doorstep. Here's your Equinox. Like, where am I putting this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, we should get him on the show and interview him. No. What, what do you do? No. Well, the email address that they had, I won't, I won't reveal it here, but I looked for a website with that domain suffix, you know, whatever.com. Yeah. Got a 504, time's out. They don't have a website. I'm like, what? Yeah, this is getting weirder. So I'm just, I'm going to throw in the towel at this point. Go, your, your records are whacked. Paul Mackey says, waterproofing the motor? Is that what the kids are calling it these days? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Let's move on from the feedback, shall we? <laughs> Entertaining to the last, we hope. On this day in history for September 28th, 2022, this is the 271st day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. So long, September. There are 94 days remaining in 2022. It was on this date in 1066 that William the Conqueror landed in England, beginning the Norman Conquest. Hey, Norman! September 28th, 1542, Juan Rodriguez Cabrillo is, uh, of Portugal re- uh, arrived at what is now San Diego, California. He is the first European in California and promptly tried to reserve a table at a restaurant. He couldn't do it, though. You know, it's unfortunate that someone from Portugal landed in San Diego because so many people there speak Spanish. Yeah. An open table wasn't invented yet. Yeah. It, it, if, if a Spaniard had landed there, he wouldn't have had a problem. Right. <laughs> All right, uh, where are we on the next one? It was also on this date in 1889 that the General Conference on Weights and Measures, the CGPM, defined the length of a meter. As what? It's it's about a meter long. Just go with it. It's a meter long. (laughs) 110 years ago today, Corporal Frank S. Scott of the United States Army became the first enlisted man to die in an airplane crash. Now the, he's, I, I like that qualification, the first enlisted man. Was there an officer that yeah. died first? I'm sure there were many civilians that died. 110 years. I guess it, it had to it be, be like 1912. Limited, to be with you, but yeah, you're right. Okay. It was also on this date in 1924 that the first aerial circumnavigation was completed by the team from the U.S. Army. And it was 94 years ago today that Alexander Fleming noticed the bacteria killing mold growing in his laboratory, discovered what was later become penicillin. Notice how this bacteria is dying when this particular mold gets involved. Yeah, let me just spread what it around. What does it mean? Also on September 28, 1951, CBS made the first color televisions available for sale. Wow. Ooh. Uh, the, only the product was discontinued less than a month later. <laughs> we have no color content. No one's buying these things. Well, how did I get mine? I don't know. Uh, Falcon 1 became the first privately developed liquid fuel ground-launched vehicle to be put in, uh, to put a payload into orbit by the RATSAT mission on the state in 2008. But I was going to say, I, I remember Salvage 1. Remember, they went to the moon. They brought stuff back, I guess. Wasn't RATSAT that group with Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, <laughs> Sammy <laughs> David Jr.? 
And then later on, we had the brat sat. The oh, no, 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 no. When they die, they send their ashes up to space on a rat sat. Okay, that's what it is. <laughs> Happy birthday goes out on this day to Chinese teacher, editor, politician, and philosopher of the spring and autumn period of Chinese history. Have you figured it out by this point? It would be Confucius's birthday. He was born yeah. in 551 BC. All right. Apologies to this French astronomer but and mathematician, Ishmael... Uh, Bolidalius was born on this day in the fort 217 years ago today. Trust me, we have more, and they're mostly French. Oh, so great. We'll, we'll just keep apologizing. Prosper Merami, the French archaeologist, historian, and author, was born 219 years ago today. Henry Mosayan. <laughs> Henri Moissan. Moissan. Uh, Henry, Henry Moissan. Uh, was born a uh, French uh, chemist and academic, Nobel Prize laureate, was born on the same date in 1852. Ooh, I got a British one this time. British astronomer and meteorologist Isis Pogson was born 170 years ago today. And back to the yeah. French. And Paul Ulrich Villiard, was, uh, the French chemist and physicist, was born 162 years ago today. Let's try one that's Austrian this time. Hilda yeah. No, it's G-E-I, so it'd be Geiringer. Okay. Hilda Geiringer was, or something like that. <laughs> the Australian yeah. mathematician. She was born today in 1893. An American TV host, Ed Sullivan. Su- oh, I'm sorry, we're not Su- French. If it's Sullivan. LL, it's like guillotine, right? Or tortilla? Yeah, That's right. Su- uh, to- Sullivan. <laughs> Sullivan. Ed Sullivan. <laughs> was born on this date in 1901. <laughs> I heard he had a really big shoe. Yeah, two of them. No, he only had one. <laughs> he, had, he had Sullivan show. Uh, American broadcaster founded CBS. William S. Paley was born 120 years ago today. An American spy. We won't talk about this, but Ethel Rosenberg was born on this date in 1915. Yep. Ethel and her husband giving the Russians the secrets to the atom bomb. Martin David Kruskal, the American physicist and mathematician, was born on the same date in 1925. Seymour Cray, can you guess what he did? Yes. He invented videos. He so you could see more Cray. He invented the calculator. Yeah, right. No, he invented the American computer. He was an American computer scientist who founded the Cray Computer Company, was born 97 years ago today. That was one of those demo accounts. Anytime you have to make up a username, I use Seymour Video. Yeah. American singer, songwriter, and producer Ben E. King, a man who will stand by me, uh, uh, was born 84 years ago today. And American mathematician and academic Rhonda Hughes was born on this date in 1947. Here comes the end of the song. (laughs) Also turning 66 today is Colombian Italian mathematician and author Martha Isabel Fandino Pania. Whew. That was a lot of hard names. Let's just do some easier ones. Hold on. Yeah. Listener birthdays this week include October 1st, a.k.a. 10-1 or 101. You know, you could do that, you know, the month, day, year thing, and it would still work with this guy. Huh. It's 101 and Stephen Weshey's birthday from St. Louis, Missouri. And he even gave us a phonetic. Thank you very much. Pronounce like the first part of wet and the word she. <laughs> I, I prefer wishy. Right. Yeah. October 2nd is Adam Rumpke. So happy birthday to both of you. 
And if it's your birthday this week and you're not on the calendar, well, we recommend that you get on the calendar. How do you do that, Craig? Uh, you go to this address and I'm, oh, crap. I'm, I got. Well, oiled machine. Chuckchat.com slash birthday and get your name on the birthday calendar. We wish you a wonderful birthday, even if you're not on the calendar and it's your birthday this week, or if it's one of your loved ones. That's the way it was. I got to finish the thing. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the way it was on this day in history for September 22nd. No, not 22nd, 28th, 2022. (laughs) You got too many twos in there. Yeah. I was going to say, I I just looked up, uh, I was curious to see if Cray Computer were actually still around. And actually, no. they're a subsidiary of Hewlett Packard. Yeah, but they never did anything with it. Yeah, it's amazing because so is Apollo. I always thought so they were digital. The, well, I always thought that they were like a you know Cray Computer. They were on the forefront, you know. And all of a sudden, oh, they merged in there. We saw one at at the uh, Computer History Museum. We sat on one. Yes, it was a Cray One or Cray Two that had the, like the bench around the outside of the circular yeah, it looked, thing. It actually looked like the. Uh, the MCP from Tron, you know, it goes down and there's like a bench kind of. around it. Yeah. <laughs> Although the MCP didn't have this nice little bench for you to sit on. Not exactly. Uh, I need to rest my weary foot bones. It's been a long day of moving programs in and out uh, of the these, IO tower. My bits are barking. Oh, let me sit down. <laughs> nah, but, uh, yeah, it kind of looked like that. It's a big centerpiece. And then it had like a bench around it, which yeah. is interesting. I thought, it, why would they put that on there? But I don't know. I'm waiting for you to say something interesting that I can use as a segue, but never mind. Well, you know, cats always get on the couch. Well, how do you get this get started thing out of this article? Oh. For dang it. Cats give the law of physics a big stretch. Okay, I don't need to read the article. I was going to show you an animated picture, but I have no choice but to hit get started, but I don't want to try one month of unlimited digital access. (laughs) Not today. No. Not now. Not now. All right. Now, if I click it, does it go back and remember? No. It didn't do this on my other machine. The I like same the little animated GIF, by the way. Yeah, I can't I can't get there because this thing is in my way at the bottom third of the screen. Really? But anyway, it's an article about how uh, researchers have been doing for like 120, 130 years trying to figure out why cats always land on their feet when you drop them or they jump or they fall. Uh and the the laws of physics would seem to not apply because in order to start the twisting and torquing motion, you need something to twist and torque against. But law the cats are actually using some of the more subtle laws of physics to get this done. Obviously, they're doing it, so they're not violating. It's like not, not crazy aliens from another dimension, as most people would claim. Right. But they, they goes through the steps of how they do this and the flexibility of their spines and when they pull their front legs in and when they pull their back legs in and the tail even gets into the action. Uh, but the article goes on to discuss even more fascinating things about uh, if a cat falls from like one to two floors up or two stories up to five yeah. or six or seven stories, uh, as they go up, obviously you think, oh, they're going to hurt themselves more because the impact is greater, et cetera. But you get past about seven and the, uh, the, the injuries actually tend to go down. Now, nobody's done any ethical clinical studies on this <laughs> to, you know, say, yeah. you know, cat from 33 stories, take one. Uh, right. But they're using just clinical data that the vets see as these cats come in injured. And they said, what happens is, 
a lot of these cats, they reach their terminal velocity, which is an actual thing in physics. You know, it's the fastest possible speed you can fall. Cats get, depending on the size of the cat and the shape and the (laughs) fluffiness and whatnot, they get up to about 60 miles per hour or 100 kilometers per hour, roughly. And once they get that, they don't go anywhere beyond that. And they said, if you get up above uh, like seven stories, what they suspect is happening is in the lower falls, they're kind of freaking and they're panicking and their muscles are tensed. But once you get up to terminal velocity and you're in a free fall, you kind of like chill out and your muscles are <laughs> more relaxed. Out. So when they impact, they're doing less damage. Kind of like, you know, the, the, the story about people who are, you know, not expecting a car crash versus the ones that are, you know, if you tense right. up, you get more injuries similar to that. So I thought this was pretty fascinating from a standpoint of, uh, you know, what, the, the the one injury I couldn't quite figure out at first is they said, uh, you know, the, the more serious ones are they could have organ injury because you know when you when you impact oh, a lot of impact, yeah, yeah, the, the organs get jarred around in the in the body. Uh, obviously, possible broken legs, but they said they also have a jaw injury is a common one they see from falling cats. Well, I imagine because it's kind of it doesn't move much and it'll be kind of stiff. Well, I'm figuring when they yeah. fall. A lot of the shock is taken up in their legs as they land, and their face is probably hitting too. Well, I mean, think <clears throat> about you falling when you like grit your teeth before you hit the ground, maybe. Yeah, or, but not strong enough to break my jaw. No, but if it's a if it's uh, if you're gritting your teeth and then you hit the ground, it's kind of rigid. That's what I'm saying. Maybe, you know. Yeah, but if you didn't grit your teeth, if you had space in there, you could either bite your tongue or. Yeah slam the teeth together and shatter your teeth. Yeah. I'm figuring there's got to be an impact involved because they're, they're keeping their eyes down as they fall because they want to see where the ground is. And yeah. well, the well, chin is going to ne- be the first thing that hits. Yeah. Well, tune into the next episode. I got four cats here. I'm going to do some research. No, please I'm don't. I'm kidding. I'm not doing do that. Anyway, you can see the, uh, not a gif, um, and the image that they had on the article where the guy, I like how the, this guy's holding on to the, yeah, this is actually the the, the, the it, guy, the go. French guy in in 1893, I think it was, that yeah. dropped the cat, and and he took these pictures because nobody believed, you know, they're going, how does this work? How do they keep flipping over and landing on their feet? So this was his research. No, he's only dropping it. them from like three or four feet. And I I remember in high school, I was at a friend's house. He says, yeah, this cat, I he he, he would throw his cat up a little bit, mm-hmm. which I thought the hell are you doing but then the cat would you could kind of see the same thing in that image the cat would do this kind of twist and land on all fours i wonder if like, there's a an age that the cats develop this instinct or is it just like from the time they're kittens you couldn't you couldn't take a six-week-old kitten and drop it i can't and expect imagine it to a kitten would be like that because they they're kind of uncoordinated like a puppy you know <laughs> yeah uh, it's like at what age does this thing kick in well look how articulate you are now, were you like that at five? I don't think so. John Miller Jr. is <laughs> quoting Pink Floyd here. Hey, leave them cats alone. <coughs> oh, <clears throat> hey, speaking of which, yes. that reminded me. You went to see Pink last Floyd? Night, no, yeah, Pink Floyd. Last night, we went to go see a band. I know you love karaoke. Yeah, but, we had a little karaoke session over here last night with like four people. Well, we, I went, we went to see a band last night. We were at a, a brewery. Um, uh, in Hendersonville, mm-hmm. and the uh, 
the band was pretty good. They were like a they they I think at the name of the they 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 played some dead stuff and some fish and stuff like that. Anyway, they they played some Pink Floyd. It's like all right, they're gonna play Pink Floyd. They did breathe, and the guy was singing, and I noticed he was really working hard. He would move away from the mic as he's reading the lyrics, and he was working to turn the page so he could keep playing. I'm like, come on, man. That's just an upgrade for karaoke. Come on. <laughs> it's not how it works. I was into the song because I love Pink Floyd, but I was like, dude, you should know this. Song. I said, I, I told Kim, I said, I can get up there and sing this. I know this song. That was one of the comments that we, we had last night, too. You get some people like, have you even heard this song before? I know. Yeah. <laughs> Right, oh like, you know, work on something you you know you could at least hum to by yourself. <laughs> well, yeah, he's like breathe, breathe in the air. I'm like, oh, come on, come so, on. Uh, as long as he was having fun, it was. But it was fun being outside. It was the brewery. They have the they have a stage away from the uh, like outside yes. under the trees. So um, everything was kind of out by itself and. We met this nice couple that was there too, and it was a it was a nice evening. So, but yeah, there was a couple of times he was singing by reading. I was like, "Come on, that's why we practice. That's why you practice as a band." Anyway. All right. Speaking of music, very yes. appropriate for our next article. We're still yes. in the news section, ladies and germs. The um, there's an article from Ars Technica on whether or not listening to music can influence our brain's activity. Now, initially mm. we, I, I said, yes, of course it does. Sure. You know, you can listen to some heart pumping music and do a good workout, or you can listen to something relaxing and read a book or fall asleep or whatever. So they go into, yeah, that's, that's the common thought, but they did a little more science behind it. And I thought it was, it was kind of interesting. If at one point they said, uh, there's, they identify the four different, brainwave patterns alpha beta theta delta and gamma okay that's five <laughs> our, right. our chief weapons are surprise <laughs> never mind <laughs> right i'm not gonna go into monty Python, but they they said um they use this term brain entrainment and it's really hard to read that word and not say entertainment but it's brain mm -hmm. entrainment uh works by having a person listen to music with two different frequencies using headphones you can yeah. have music at say 408 hertz and music at 400 hertz. Let me find that for you real quick. Uh, 400 hertz sound, because I had it right there. Very nice, pleasant tone. No. You can hear that, yep. right? Yep. I okay. can hear it. Sounds like my ears ringing in the middle of the day. And then yep. 408 hertz frequency sound. It almost sounds exactly the same. But when you put the two together... Sounds close, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Listen to this. This is the 408, and then layered on it is 400. I can hear the yeah, I can hear them both. Yeah. Yeah. Now, because they are, I'll stop before your earbuds explode. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's supposed to make you go to sleep or whatnot, but it, it makes sense because if you had, uh, take it down to, you could hear there was that oscillation in there, that resonance. Yeah. There were eight beats per second because they are off by 400 to 408. Right. Just out of curiosity, I said, what happens if you go 400 to 401 and you could hear this one second oscillation? Woo, woo, 
Like, okay, this is making more sense now. Uh, and then I started playing around some other frequencies. It was just kind of a fun experiment. So thank you for this yeah. article. It was it was scientifically What did you fun. use, Audacity? Or no, I was just going to YouTube and typing in 401 oh. hertz. <laughs> of course. Yeah, Somebody of course. Has, has made a lot of frequency generator tones. I bet. I bet if I went to YouTube right now, yes. I bet I could search for dial tone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or any DTMF tone. Yeah. If you want to put together your own sound catalog or, or you know, we could... We used to have a modem well, dialing sound in our well, in our I say some bands repertoire. named Daltone here. But I, I, yeah, I'm sure there's... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, I was looking for a, a video about people smashing pumpkins, but all I got was the band. <laughs> yeah, the band. That's right. So there are uh, scientists working on this. One is Amari Turvanimi at the... Uh, uh, where was she? Finland? Sweden, one of the Nordic countries that I'm not finding real oh, quick. Yeah. I probably should put uh, highlights in recall. here. Uh, but there, there, there are lots of questions, and and one of them I thought was rather intriguing about, um, you know, would it work on everybody? And they said no, because there are some people that suffer from a condition called what is it? What is it? Was it? Was it? Dang it! I thought I had highlights on here all over the place. Uh, but it's a condition where you can't really discern those tonal qualities so if you said hey craig this is a great thing to listen to to help you fall asleep and generate those theta waves or gamma waves or delta waves whatever you're supposed to generate right uh it would not work on some of these people it's the same kind of thing as like being colorblind like oh mm -hmm. okay uh hmm. yeah so I thought it was, well, it, there's, there's a lot of interesting information in here. I'm not sure I can draw any kind of conclusion from it. Well, it's, it, that is interesting because there are times when we were at, at Dragon Con, I was trying, you had said you were sleeping to the. Basically white noise. So, yeah. Well, no, no, no. Tell the listener what it was. It's supposed to be, and it is not. It's supposed to be 12 hours of the engine noise from the Enterprise D. It right. is not. There's no foom, 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 foom. It's no, just but if much you were in the ship somewhere, it would just be like a resonant. Well, yeah. So you could have recorded this on an international flight to London, too. It's the same sound. Right. Well, I, 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 I've I, even tried that <laughs> on my last flight. I put this thing into it. Okay. And then take the earbuds out. Huh. Sounds a lot like the plane. I'm not really blocking yeah. anything at this point. <laughs> well, what I was going to say was, I, yeah, he's listening. Yeah. Um, Mike Robeson said enterprise engine noise. Um, so anyway, I tried going to sleep to that. I also tried going to sleep to a couple other things. And you know what? Lots of times I feel like it keeps me awake or at least engaged some at some, some part. So I don't feel like I really slept very well. For if it's music, if it's all one thing, no, I kind of get bored with it and it just tunes music, out. No, but music, can't music, music can't be music that I know. Mm -mm. Go no, look up like Liquid Mind. It's very soothing. It's like what you listen to when you're getting a massage. And no, I'm not talking about music. I don't. I would never listen to music. Oh, I do all the time. I mean, no, I mean at night, uh, sleeping. Yeah, I do um, all the time. Okay, well, there's. Uh, I got this app called Lonify, which is. Um, it uses AI to generate sounds for a certain environment. So <clears throat> you can say you can add and remove elements and like coffee shop. And it sounds like it's random. It doesn't sound like the it's repeating over, over time. Um, things like that. Uh, rain, it had water 
and I tried to sleep to the kind of that. See, I find rain stressful for a couple of reasons because one, it makes me want to pee, and the other is I, it, yeah, is the roof leaking? <laughs> I can't sleep to rain. That's a terrible sound. I, well, I tried that. Um, couple of things. Anyway, I, the best thing I found was a fan, which I sleep with a fan. So you as don't a need to generate anything. As a good Southerner, <laughs> like a lot of them around here, we sleep with fan, box fan. So when no matter what season is. And I actually slept at Dragon Con. I slept with a fan sound. It said Grandma's Back Room. <laughs> and it had like a fan. And sure enough, it was like, this kind of reminds me of my grandmother's back room where I used to sleep. And it was kind of like that. So it worked. Um, the one thing I cannot fall asleep to is somebody talking. Yeah, there's, there's, oh. there was one, I think Steve Holden recommended an app on the phone one time and it said, oh, this is, you know, supposed to relax you. And it starts out with this, you know, nice soft music. And then you hear the voice. Now get into the, your favorite position to sleep. You know what it is. I'm like, shut up. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> shut up, brain. No, you, other voice. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but there. But on the flip side, during work, there are things I like to listen to that engage my mind for work. Um, a lot of I listen to a lot of electronic music sometimes, or sometimes the lo-fi kind of stuff. The yes, um, you know the um, what do they call it the uh, the the chill hop, where it's there's no real words or anything. It's just it depends music. how how cognitive I need to be at that point. If I'm trying yeah. to read something, no, no music. Right. If I'm yeah, trying to, yeah. you know, get deep into thinking of, you know, how to solve a problem, no music. But if I'm doing something mindless, like copy and paste stuff from one place to another over and over and over, yeah. then yeah, fine. Music is fine. Yeah. <clears throat> but especially, uh, but regardless, if I'm trying to at least concentrate on something. When you got lyrics in there, Forget it. My brain center going trying to. What are they? What are these people saying? <laughs> Michelle turns her brain turns rain into crackling fire. We had one like that too because there was there was the sound when we dropped the kids off at one of the daycares they had when they were little. Um, they had sort of the auto flush toilets, and you could hear like rain coming down. It sounded yeah. like applause. I mean, you could easily. I, I even said to the girls, yeah. I said, does that sound like someone's clapping over there? Like, you know, there's a hundred people clapping in the bathroom. Yeah. You know, a little, <laughs> so a we'd little... be hanging up their coats every morning. All yeah. of a sudden the, 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 the bathrooms hey. would flush and we go, yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're the only people cheering in the hallway. People go, what's wrong with yeah. Tomasi kids? <laughs> yeah. You know, some, it's funny because white noise can easily be interpreted as anything. I mean, leave, it could be leaves uh, crunching. It could be water. It can, you know, white noise can. You can that's how fully out. Imagine. That's how fully artists work. It just has yeah, to sound can, a lot like what you're doing. Yeah, and any white, like I said, any white noise can be almost interpreted to just about anything or lots of things. Okay, we're finally done with the news, people. Unfortunately, oh, the rest you. of the show won't take this long because <laughs> there's some videos that we're just going to talk about uh, yeah. in the hacks and strange stories. As denoted by that sound. Let me see if I can get... Uh, this one, I can get some screenshots on there for you. So right. we have uh, AI portraying what some late rock stars would look like if they were still around. 
Well, I'm going to call shenanigans on a couple of these for obvious reasons. Let me. I think show. they look pretty good, but yeah. Oh, they're they're close. I mean, that is not Michael Jackson. That's more like Tito oh, Fuente. Okay. You know what? That looks like Michael Jackson if he had if none he, of the plastic surgery. Yes, exactly. If he had stayed the course from like natural. 1982. Yeah. So you know that this picture was based on something earlier in his career. Um, I suspect his beard would be a lot grayer because he'd be in his mid-60s now. Yeah, I also don't think he would be... I don't get the feeling that he would be uh, that kind of organic. You know, it'd be like uh, clean cut and... I don't know. But no, yeah, you don't I think mean, he'd have like the beard going thing right now? Well, he's got the... He almost looks like a reggae kind of guy. You know, the the long... the larger afro uh yeah. not afro not tight afro but kind of loose with the beard he's got it a very a familiar more... face though i mean not not even oh. as michael jackson it's like i swear i've seen this guy somewhere before yeah it, I, I think it looks like michael jackson again if he had there was no plastic surgery right this this would look like plastic. okay this looked like. next one kurt cobain he kind oh, of looks, looks like, like one of the one of the lone gunmen from x-files <laughs> I know. It's, it's Dave, Dean Haglund. It's Dean yeah. Haglund driving a bus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so we had Kurt Cobain in our hotel room back in the day. Hi, hi, I'm your bus driver, Kurt Cobain. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've got uh, John Lennon. Now, I don't know. I'm. That's, okay. This one's a little bit of a stretch. You, well, you got to remember that John Lennon is. He was born like 1944. Four, forty-three, forty-five. He's somewhere in there, so he'd be coming up on eighty years old because he's about the right. same age as McCartney. And you know, Paul McCartney has aged, uh, and Lennon he's often 40, wore a beard. They, they could have put the round spectacles on him. I'm not sure where they came up with the hair, though. So that uh, yeah, that that it, one I I don't see. This one I do. This is Jimi Hendrix. Now, yes. for those that are listening to the podcast, I apologize, but I really invite you to go to episode 687 of the show notes, episode 687, click through the show notes and, and look for the one that's about AI and artwork. Uh, Chuckchat.com is where you can find that. And, and you know, give us your vote. This is just a fun, quick 30 second scroll going. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, nope. Uh, Jimi Hendrix looks more like, um, oh, what was the guy's name? from history um wasn't george washington carver it was you know who i'm talking about though right it's like in the way back uh ugh. no i'm drawing that, a blank from I, and apologize i apologize to all my black history friends i can't think of the guy's name he was the uh was it the first guy that was killed in the um american revolution ah oh. It's driving me nuts, but yeah, just the way he's dressed. Looks like he's from the 1700s. Oh, yeah. This also could be Prince. (laughs) The way he's dressed. The way he's dressed could be Prince. Now, Prince wouldn't be that old yet. Okay. And then we have, of course, Janis Joplin. This I can see. Yeah, that's not a big stretch. She had kind of that, you know, 70s earthy feel. and, And, you know, I know a lot of people that are about this age that look just like this. Oh, yeah. Uh, this one I'm not buying. Freddie Mercury. Yeah, it just looks like a Photoshop. It, it it doesn't look like AI did much for him. It looks more like he could be, you know, a corporate oh, VP. Here you go. 
You know, with the suspenders? Were you talking about Frederick Douglass? Freddie, Frederick Douglass. Yes, thank you. That's yeah. what I was trying to think. Jimmy yeah, Hendrix. you have the picture. You, he had like a um. Yes. What do you call that the. Amy the, for the win. Let's go back. This is this is Frederick Douglass. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Now you see it. Thank you, Amy. Freddie oh, Mercury. Mac- By the way, Paul Mackey said the same thing. Oh, thank you, Paul. Yeah. Paul's our latest Patreon patron. Well, we got like a whole group of them in here tonight. This is just way too much fun. You, you people who aren't watching the live stream, you're missing out on a lot. And we try not yeah. to do a lot of pictorial stuff and video stuff, but uh, invite yeah. you to go look at these. I, I'm not buying the Freddie Mercury thing here. He looks sort of like Tom Selleck. Well, I'm not buying the next one either. Okay, the next one hey, is uh, Elvis. Oh, heck no. All they did is they took like 50s Elvis, added a few wrinkles around the eyes and turned his hair white. Yeah. Like, I you mean, know, he was like on, a- he was on like, not Weight Watchers. I don't know what the opposite of Weight Watchers was, but whatever that is, the, the peanut butter and banana I, look, sandwiches. This Elvis right here, yes, it looks uh, like a plausible old man, but it's not. I mean, the Elvis we know before he passed away, he'd have to work out and get his weight down to look like this again. Yes. If, no way. And There's some no of way. these, uh, yeah, uh, you're with me on that one. Yeah. Uh, Tupac. I guess I would look like, yeah. I don't, I, I maybe, I, I, okay, I'm going to let that one go because I, I can't, I didn't, I don't know his face well enough when he was alive. Uh, Bruce Lee? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just going, no, that, yeah, I can, I can kind of see the smile, uh, but yeah, I just. Maybe right in the middle of the face, but uh, that's about it. I don't know. He th- This guy in this picture doesn't look quite Asian enough for me. And then finally, Heath Ledger. That Wait, looks plausible. That's plausible because he's not that much older than when he died. I mean, he, he passed away 15 years ago. When did he die? Oh, my gosh. When did he? Heath Ledger. Let's see. He died in, yeah, wow, 2008. Yep. Okay. So he, the, you don't have to do that much extrapolation. It's like they're trying to do Heath Ledger at 95. Okay. Well, that was fun. Thank you, Craig. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, and I hope everybody who's listening to the podcast, or both of you, uh, actually go and check out the link. <laughs> yeah. And both, both of you. <laughs> now it's time for the shout-out for the chat room, because we've had some wonderful participation in here tonight, and thank you, everybody, who has shown up and made some comments. We have John Miller Jr., we've got Mike Robeson, some familiar names. Michelle is back. Thank you, Michelle. Uh, who else? We had Amy pipe up yep. and Can paul mackey we mentioned paul mackey our newest member not seeing clinton around this evening but uh no. so somebody's out there that's not making any comments just you know give us the waving hand emoji or something to say hi i'm here you can yeah. join this crazy band of characters on Sunday nights at 9.30 Eastern time. We'd love to see you go over to our Facebook page or YouTube. We do both. We're getting comments from both sides of this thing too. It's kind of fun. So like when, when Paul says, where's the other chat room? I'm going to tell him right now. They're, they're having a chat on the live stream in Facebook. So just look for Technorama podcast there. Okay. So you can do either or. It's neat. It, it, we see both. I'm sure there's kind of like some people are seeing one and not the other. Yeah. So love to see you. We can see them all, but that's great. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. All right, quickly, to the remember when. We've got a a few things we want to try to remember before we get to be generated by AI. 
Yeah. And we talked about this before. Yes. On uh, uh, on Topic is Trek. I think maybe even on this show. I think we did on but, this show too. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a quick picture up there again, real quick. This is yeah, the. Yeah, but this is the de- this is the device that you've probably seen in every science fiction. Uh, not every, uh, but a lot of them. I mean, in the 70s and 80s, sure, you've probably seen it about everything from Knight Rider to Star Trek, The Last Starfighter. Uh, it was in Airplane 2, Austin Powers. Yeah. It's, that little, it's, it's, even, that it's, it's even made a few appearances in Lower Decks. They drew it in. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice. I feel so stupid for missing it. It's like, oh, man. But it's actually called the most important device in the universe due to its ubiquity in modern productions. And there, there was a, um, a prop house that actually built this along with a bunch of other sci-fi props. And it got used and used and used again. Whenever a production needed something, but they didn't want to build it themselves, they would shuttle it right on in. And there's been and some so modifications it to it, too. Like, the, the if you're looking at the video, there's two, like, handles across the top. Those yeah. have been replaced with just, like, big, blunt black knobs. Uh, in one scene, the guy's supposedly turning these to adjust this useless machine in the universe. <laughs> yeah. So they were just, uh, actually, they were, uh, this article, the reason it's, we're bringing this up, is this article was talking about the actual timer, uh, electronic timer that they were using for this. Uh, was a, um, it was a 555 timer, which I'm not familiar with. But I've heard of it. I haven't used yeah. it. Yeah, but they were talking about, that's all it was really, is just some plastic components with this, you know, tube going between it, just rotating the lights. Well, there, there was... You know more to it than just say, "Hey, a 555 ran the whole thing." Because the 550, excuse me, the 555 was just the timer chip. Yes. Well, so yeah, right. They they get into it a little deeper. It says nobody's really sure what the most important device does, aside from the fact that it has red lights that go back and forth. What we do know, thanks to a comment by the man who installed the electronics, Mr. Gene Turnbow, is how it's powered. Gene explained that a 45 watt NPM powered transistors drive the neon tubes through step-up transformers. The transistors themselves are connected to a 74C4514D multiplexer, which itself is driven by a 7943 binary counter. What's the 7493 driven by? Boom! You guessed it. The venerable 555 timer. (laughs) And so it's been that 555 timer that runs the most important... Wait, we should do that with reverb. The most important device in the universe! <laughs> That's why we have special effects. Yeah, hopefully that. I think I, re- I think I remember seeing this in like Buck Rogers or and stuff like that. Yeah, it's been on everything. I think it's kind of fun, and 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 I always forget to look at it, and then they come up with these highlight reels. and go, oh, I watched that. How did I miss it? Wasn't it even on the newer Battlestar Galactica? Go watch the whole series over again, and you can tell me. I'll just do a Google search. We also have another video. uh, Are you ready for the internet? It's a 1994 (laughs) video from, I think it's from the BBC. And it almost sounds like at times this lady is begging on the UK for, you know, not having up-to-date technology. There's no email address to get to the prime minister. (laughs) We emailed Bill Clinton and we got this response back from email almost immediately. Which was was a form letter. (laughs) Yeah. It was an auto responder. <laughs> She's thrilled to get a, an autoresponder message, but hey, that, that, funny. you know, and and uh, but you know, it was pretty visionary at the time. This was made in 1994, and she's talking yep. about online shopping. Well, there was no Amazon in '94, 
She's talking about video on demand. There was no yeah. Netflix or any streaming that happened back then. Yeah. So it was it was pretty visionary. Yeah, because usually when people talked about the internet in the early days, it was like you can you track your recipes, check your stocks, and uh, look at what the weather is before you go outside. Yeah. Uh, so it, you know there were there were pretty you know, rudimentary use cases, but this one had some better ones in it. I thought, and this was from '94. Yeah, that's why I said. So that's actually pretty forward looking, mm-hmm. I think for for '94 especially, and because I remember like in what was it around '97 '98, I was using like QuickTime Player to listen to a baseball game, Ooh. which uh, I don't really listen. To, I don't really. I'm not really a baseball fan, but uh, I remember seeing it. I clicked Shoutcast. on it. Shoutcast. Um, real How player. Cool I think real player was around about 97 also. Yeah. Quick time, real player. All right. Not quick time. Yeah. It was a uh, real player. Uh, Live 365. <laughs> I think they were, I think real, real player. They had a, a contract with, um, the, uh, uh, the baseball, uh, you know, to, to, to broadcast the games, I think for a while there. Anyway, I remember listening to that thinking, wow, this is awesome. How can it get any better than this? And of course, you I can get a out. radio station yeah. from a long way away without hooking up a shortwave and a 50 foot yeah. antenna to my house. Well, and then the other night I was, uh, I was, uh, I don't really care for NFL pretty much. I like college football better, but I was, I watched the, the Browns play on, on Amazon prime. Mm-hmm. I thought, I want to see how, the, how this looks. And it was it's pretty it was good. Like broadcasting. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. So, so you know, there are some comedic moments looking back going, Ooh, her yeah. hair, <laughs> all the old Mac two LCs or whatever they were, they had a lot of them, and then they had uh, a lot of Macs in there. I think we yeah. we had to we had to download this video before the show started because it's so slow. <laughs> everything was dial up. <laughs> so, yeah, that was her point. Was everything was slow? Yeah, and looking at the, she was like talking about ordering the flowers, and she goes, and I have to put my credit card information in, like. Okay, that's a concern. <laughs> well, she didn't say it was a concern because you know a lot of people didn't know back then. I mean, yeah, there was little to no HTTPS. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I told people to do um, a, a long time ago when they were like, uh, "I'm not sure if I should buy anything off the internet." Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not. I don't feel comfortable putting my number on there. I was like, "Why don't you get a second account with a debit card and just?" put a few bucks in there and order your stuff. You know, that was my advice early on was just put a hundred, 200 in there and then buy your stuff, you know, cause if they get your credit card number, that's all they're going to get. That was back in the, um, that's back in like 98, 99. Uh, John Miller Jr. Was there. <laughs> he knows <laughs> he used to work. I think I mentioned this. He, he used to work at the same, uh, ISP I did or mm-hmm. we, I owned, I was part owner. We're not going to talk whether or not you had a beard at that time. <laughs> I don't think I had a beard at that time. It was for a long. It was a long time I didn't have one. All right, let's move along on the show. We're we're coming up on an hour already. We still have a few more things to talk about. All right. So, this is our thank you section. We'll go through this quickly. Thank you to our patrons. You are the people that make this show possible financially. We pay for the bandwidth and the hosting and the software upgrades and everything else. Thank you, thank you. We have. Uh, Expenses coming up like keeping StreamYard going, which has been a wonderful success over the last year. Yeah, and we're going to extend our annual. It, it, it makes, makes it easy for me to do stuff like this. Well, I was watching an older video. You know, Facebook <laughs> said, here's what happened like four years ago. I'm like, Craig's audio is out of sync. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. We we've yeah. really grappled with a lot of technology issues over the year, but this makes it's it easy, and we oh thank gosh. you. Thank you for making it easy, and thank you for improving the quality of our broadcasts. Thank you to Alexis Duran, Amber Elstad, Amy Bowen, who's online tonight, Aver, Abner Braverman, Ben Vaughn, Brian Brown. He was in the video that I was watching this with, so yep. I know it was when he lived here. Chris Martinez, Chris MC. For some reason, I looked 10 years younger four years ago. I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, Dan, probably COVID. Dandy Man Coyer, Dean Jensen, Denise Inglis. Gary Lindros, thank you very much. John Clifford, John Noble, Yorga Schrawen, Crazy Joe. That, that takes care of our J's. Getting to the KLMN, it's Kyle Nishioka, Leon, Mark Kilfoyle, Matt Baum, Mike Wills. Newest patron, Paul Mackey, thank you. He's online tonight as well. Grant Pachoco, a.k.a. Saturday Morning Media. Stephen Weshey, happy birthday to you, buddy. Steve Therian, Steve Cody. Steve London and Tim Cook, not the Apple Tim Cook. And sweet Tim Cook. <laughs> and as I look at this, I notice since Paul Mackey joined, our table is full. Oh, it's four by seven. So we're out means? to we're we're out to disrupt Craig's OCD again. He likes start, this four by seven layout. Yeah. Let's make it four by eight and only fill up like three more. <laughs> That one extra box will drive him nuts. That's right. So if you want to join, if you want to start getting on Craig's nerves again, you go over to, no, other one. There it is. (laughs) Patreon.com slash Technorama Podcast. No, don't. You're going to give somebody a seizure. Patreon.com slash Technorama Podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. Stop that music. And we get into Pass the Remote. We're going to have to move through this fairly quickly. I'm going to do my first one. I watched a show on Netflix called Traveling Band, Creedence Clearwater Revival at the Royal Albert Hall. Traveling Band. I was yep. thinking more of the Beatles song that, you know, now we know how many holes it takes to fill the Albert Hall. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, interesting little documentary. Very, I'll say it's very long because pretty much the whole second half is the concert from Royal Albert Hall. Really? No, it's more like two thirds of it is. And the ending is like this 12 minute version of, uh, Chuglin, which is their closer. So it's not really a documentary, but like a concert. It kind of is. It, it, it talks about, you know, how they got started, this little high school band. And, you know, they kind of worked on it when, uh, John, was it John and Doug both went in the service for a few years in Vietnam and came back and, you know, they, they, while they were there, the Beatles kind of took off and they went, we want to do that too. And there was, there was some serious, not really competition, but kind of friendly rivalry for that top spot for the album chart in the U S and the UK. And, uh, they, they were really prolific for a number of years. I didn't realize they did like three top 10 albums in a year and 10 singles. It was like, holy crap. They were, they were all over the place. So, uh, yeah. and, and lo and behold, if you thought they were from like Louisiana swamp country, they were not. Yeah. No, they weren't They're yeah. from California, not, not the swamp, but they kind of perfected that sound and that, that, that genre. Uh, and that became their thing. They were, they were very re- recognized for, uh, Born on the Bayou, uh, yeah. Proud Mary, you know, a lot yeah. of a lot of river and swamp songs. Uh, oh, I love Credence; they're great. Yeah, a lot of fun. So, traveling band. If you if you want to watch that, 
give it a listen. But be prepared. Oh, it it, it'll, huh? Netflix. Oh, I didn't see it in your... Uh... Oh, did I forget that? Yeah, both of my entries tonight are from Netflix. Uh, the other one is called A Sinister Sect. I thought it was Sister Act, and that was going to be with... Uh... No. Whoopi Goldberg. No. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, it's the, that, that is the main title. The secondary title is called Colonia Dignidad. It's about okay. a group of Germans who decide to follow this guy to Chile. Mm -hmm. And they sort of set up their own little, not cult, but um, campus might be a better word. And this guy had some serious issues. As you know, otherwise the show wouldn't be very interesting. Yeah, uh, the outward appearance to the community. Two thirds of it was a concert, and then they kind of no, 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 no. Uh, they, like they set up a hospital, and the community goes, "Great, we got a hospital nearby." This Paul guy, he's he's really nice. He's doing something for the yeah. community. Meanwhile, behind this, they they came over and set up camp in 1961, and this he he passed away or he got ousted or whatever it was in like 2005. The whole time, uh, he was doing some pretty nasty stuff because the whole, uh, uh, was it Pinochet? The, the, the government was changing and changing over. It's like, hey, now we're communists. Now we hate the communists. Now we, you know, and, and <laughs> right. he was ingratiating himself into the government. So anytime something bad happened and he, he was a bad dude, like all oh, these people went disappearing and their relatives go, where's, you know, where's the bones of my brother kind of thing. Uh, very fascinating story. I think it was a six-parter. They like, like a lot of these documentaries, they're longer than they need to be. But uh, I found it interesting that the saddest fact about this was this guy was a child molester. And you know, a number of the, the boys came forward. But it wasn't right. until like, what was it, 1996 or 97 that uh, you know two boys, two teenage boys actually busted out and went to the authorities and said, all right, we got him now. And, and you know, one, one tried, but he got hauled, he literally got kidnapped back to the camp and uh, was threatened. So he would have to change his story. Go, no, 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 no. Everything I said was, was false. Uh, so it was, it was very sad in a way. Uh, hmm. The place is still there. I looked it up on Google maps. They still work as a, tourist community just right. you know they uh i think they just brought back oktoberfest like after being shut down for covid and whatnot so right. it's um it's still there it's it's in pretty remote area intentionally so this guy could do his dirty deeds away wow. from everybody else um but yeah it's I mean, uh i i, I I'm, I'm getting into some dark stories on Netflix and the algorithm isn't helping me get out of that funk. It was like, I am a criminal. <laughs> it's like, okay, let's watch that. Hitler's yeah. top henchman. Let's watch that too. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel for a documentary. Well, a lot of these, I'm also going, I already watched this. Why doesn't Netflix like put a check mark or something on things you've watched? That is so annoying. It's like, I think I watched this. That would this. be nice. Say, oh, this is already watched. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you watched this two years ago. Put it in the dang profile or something. Uh, that that bothers me more than anything because well, maybe Michael, maybe you, if you, they you did that, I'd have too line. many check marks and I wouldn't want to subscribe yeah. to Netflix. Like, I'm, I, 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 I finished Netflix. <laughs> right. Well, even on YouTube, you see the red line under videos you've already seen. You know, so. Yes. 
Yeah, you can fig- you can kind of figure that out. Okay, those are my two. What do you got, Sister Act? <laughs> I have actually the DVDs. The disc is right here. Let me pull it up. It's the unbearable uh, weight of massive talent. With oh, we could have written this, huh? Oh, I thought this was about us. Yeah, it was about us. No, it's about Nicolas Cage. Uh, Harrison had bought that. I don't know why he bought it, but um, but yeah, uh, we watched Kim and I watched it the other night, and she does not a Nicolas Cage fan. Mm-hmm. I'm somewhat of a fan, but after watching that, I was like, that was really a clever movie because he goes, see, he's, he's like at a point in his career. Uh, he's like, I think he misses out on a part. And then this, but this guy had called his agent and said, Hey, I would like Nicolas Cage to go show up my birthday. And so somebody willing to give a bunch of money for him to show up. He's like, all right, fine. I'll do the birthday party. And he goes and it, it turns out it looks like it's a drug Lord and you know, he's, but he's enamored with Nicholas cage and Nicholas cage gets wrapped in to the story that's going on around the compound. It's actually a lot of fun. Um, so I totally love this movie. I thought it was great. So I can recommend the, uh, unbearable weight of massive talent. And it's a fictionalized version of Nicholas cage. Okay. Not, he, he says, he's, he says, it's fictionalized as a very little that actually is reflective on me, but yeah, it's that's it. And so yeah, it's, it was really good. All right, we do have one more thing in the uh, geek library, mm-hmm. but uh, we're gonna just touch on it lightly. I invite you again. Go to show six eighty seven show notes chuckchat.com right. slash technorama. This is this is an article about uh, quantum tunneling and how it can make DNA more unstable. Wouldn't, wouldn't that mm. better be written as less stable? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, but there's, there's there's evidence that shows there's a lot of quantum tunneling that's happening inside our DNA structure, hmm. like to the tune of a thousand times what they predicted. What's happening is there's uh, like the, the theoretical model incorporated the quantum effects to allow proton bound to the base of cytosine. So, you know, your CTGA in, in DNA, cytosine, guanine. Yep. Um, yep. uh, anyway, the, uh, zine, what, zine, zine. <laughs> magazine, <Yeah. laughs> canine, no, that'd, that'd be dog right. DNA. Uh, what happens is if, if it doesn't happen at the right time or, or, or quantum tunneling impacts it, the C could get bound to an A, which is not normal. C and G always go together. They went, Can you oh. turn into a fly? Adenine, that's the other one. Somebody's probably going to tell me what the T stands for. Turn into Brundofa. Well, they, they call these altered base pairs tautomers. So there's there's a whole lot more of them. And and I, I didn't really get a, a call to action or what they learned from all this. But what I got out of it is, hey, if the body is really good at detecting and repairing these much faster than we thought because they're happening much faster than we thought, there may be other scientists, science that we can leverage out of that to perhaps catch the ones we're not catching and maybe prevent cancer. Now, they didn't make that statement. That was something that I thought of. So keep at it, oh. dear scientists. Right. And uh, if the readers yeah, are that's so That's a freebie for you. Yep. Freebie. So if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, we may have just, Technorama may have just solved cancer. Yeah, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> Watch, we'll find a follow-up article in a couple weeks. Yeah. 
Two All researchers right. listening to a podcast. <laughs> We're going to leave you. Yeah, I don't play a doctor on TV either. <laughs> Question of the week this time as we leave you for this episode, and we will put this on social media. If we don't, Steve London will come after us again. Where's yeah, my right. question of the week? It's the most important. It's like the highlight of his week. This week we're saying in 50 years, what do you think people will be nostalgic for? Owning things. Technorama. No, I think, I think owning things, you know, <laughs> you know, in 50 years be like, honey, did you renew my subscription for my liver? <laughs> I was I was waiting for the last word of that sentence with bated breath. I really was. That was well played. Okay. I, I was I was thinking more like cats and dogs, but liver would be the liver is better. Honey, my liver's acting up. Did you renew the subscription? No, but I'll uh, order you a new one on Amazon. All right, good. Oh wait, yeah, I think, they don't. I think they don't. Gonna... They don't sell them. They just lease them again. I think everything's going to be a subscription model. Right. Can't say uh, you know. I can't say anything bad about it. It keeps us employed. <laughs> well, we yeah, we do live off a subscription model, so to speak. Yeah. Did you get? Hey, maybe that's what I'll call Social Security when I get old. It's my subscription to the government paycheck. <laughs> you know, I think at that point you're the subscription model. <laughs> well, no, they're paying me. So, well, yeah. wait. What are, what are they subscribing yeah. to me for? What what service am I providing? Uh, it's what you have provided. That's the thing. That's not how subscription services go. I know. I don't know. Otherwise, I wouldn't pay Google for like another 50 years. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Let's get well, out my, of here. My email's been free I for think we've been uh, done. 50 years, it feels like. <laughs> Please let us know what you think of the show. If you want to give us any comments or feedback on this particular one, maybe you've solved cancer. Maybe you've got a cat that doesn't land on its feet. Let us know. Yeah. You can call the listener line at 707-530-2428. We'd love to hear from you. Or you could text that number. I don't think anybody's even tried that yet. We don't I'm know what happened. I'm daring somebody to try it. Okay. Try it. Technorama at chuckchat.com is the email address you can send that to. We will get that. And, uh, Hopefully the motor and the louvers thing will be worked out by next week. We'll let you know. There you go. John Miller Jr. says, thanks, patrons. You're the horse that makes the glue that holds the show together. <laughs> Yikes. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what happened there. Anyway, Craig, you know what to do. Give us a binary high five. All right. One, zero, one. Take care, everybody. Thanks. <laughs>